from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. This is Medically Necessary. Welcome to Medically Necessary, the official podcast of the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Medical Staff. I'm Chris Honig, joined as always by Dr. Jim Salwitz. Dr. Salwitz, another beautiful day in the medical neighborhood. Morning to you, Chris. Nice to see you. You know, we actually had sun over the weekend. There was sun. It was such a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. You get out you there. Get so outside you're... a little bit and, you know, not have to, to trudge through snow drifts and slip on ice. It was, it was just a nice change of pace. Yeah, so it's one of an important breakthrough. <laughs> At a time we really need breakthroughs, just seeing that sun for a while. Most certainly. And, you know, we have spent so much of, really, it feels like the past year, at least the last six months, looking back, you know, looking at, at COVID-19, how did it develop? What have the numbers been like? It's, we always seem to be looking back, never looking forward. And finally, we've reached an opportunity now where we can look forward. We can look forward to the vaccine distribution, getting people vaccinated and starting to, to get back to, you know, the air quotes normal. Again, I, I don't think I'll ever refer to normal the same way again, but we can start looking at life post-COVID. Yes, indeed. I mean, I think there are a lot of really exciting things happen. And now we get the opportunity to really focus on the things we've been building here at Robert Wood, at RWG Barnabas, in the system, which have been, are incredibly remarkable and offer a tremendous hope for the citizens of our state, for medicine tomorrow, for research, for science. It's going to be a fabulous time going forward. And, you know, of course, when we talk about building here in New Brunswick, most of the time we're talking about programs. Now we actually have an opportunity to talk about building a new building here in New Brunswick as part of our campus. I'm going to welcome our first guest today, Dr. Stephen Laputi, the Director of Rutgers CINJ and Senior Vice President for Oncology Services for Robert Wood Johnson Barnabas Health. And of course, the biggest champion of the new cancer pavilion that is going to be built right across the street from the main lobby of our hospital. Dr. Labuti, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Chris. And thank you, Jim, for the invite. I'm real excited to be on with you this morning. So we got the final approvals. Um, I understand we're actually starting to strip out asbestos out of the old shell. Um, so what's, what's going to be happening now going forward here? What does this look like? What's our time frame? And actually, what are we building? Well, Jim, thanks. And thanks for that lead in. You know, uh, it is uh, real exciting. And I know all of us, uh, Chris, as you said, have been focused on the pandemic and all of the challenges. And I, I want to give a shout out, you know, to all of the staff and physicians and health professionals at RWJ University Hospital and the Cancer Institute and across RWJ Barnabas Health uh, for all the sacrifices and the outstanding work that they've done throughout all of this. I mean, we're not over yet. But as Jim said, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and with the third uh, U.S. approved vaccine, uh, adding to the two that have already uh, been deployed, I am also starting to get uh, very optimistic about beginning to turn the corner on this and to begin to think about other exciting things. And the Cancer Pavilion is certainly something uh, extremely exciting for me, for the program. And I think it should be exciting for everyone uh, at RWJ University Hospital and throughout New Brunswick. Um, so Jim, where are we? So one of the great, uh, I think, uh, uh, testaments to how uh, the, this system can multitask and keep its eye on the ball is we never stop driving that project forward, uh, even throughout this past year of the pandemic, uh, moving forward with all of the planning, all of the architecture, 
all of the approvals that had to take place and our partnership with the community. You know, this pavilion is one major piece of the project, but the other project is building a brand new school uh, for the New Brunswick school system um, at the cost of the health system. This is part of uh, the project costs is building this uh, brand new 50 plus million dollar uh, school uh, for the uh, kids uh, of New Brunswick. And we've done that in partnership with the school board, with the uh, Parent Teachers Association, uh, with the students, with the parents. Uh, they couldn't be more excited. We couldn't be more excited uh, about that addition uh, as well. But uh, where are we on the timeline uh, for the pavilion? Uh, you, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of uh, mitigation activity was required uh, in the former building, uh, the Lincoln Annex School that's uh, on the site where the new pavilion will be built. Uh, that school uh, was over 60 years old uh, and uh, uh, probably uh, not uh, the best uh, facility for the modern education of the children uh, in our uh, school district. Um, and so uh, mitigation is underway now to clear and clean that location, uh, to be able to clear the site, uh, to break ground and begin construction on the new pavilion, which we believe will occur uh, sometime in late spring, uh, early summer um, for groundbreaking. Um, and the project itself will probably take about three years uh, from shovel to ribbon cut. Uh, we're looking at uh, at some point uh, in 2024 uh, to open uh, the pavilion. And so I think we're on time uh, in terms of the project right now. Um, and we're going to keep driving it forward because we think it's going to be um, really a game changer, not only uh, for the New Brunswick campus and the system, uh, but for the state of New Jersey being essentially the first freestanding cancer hospital for the state. You know, Steve, I've had the opportunity you know, to review the, see the plans, see the, the, uh, the, the video cartoon you know, of the building. You know, and this is, this isn't just a building. I mean, this is a remarkable integrated facility for not only cancer care, but cancer research and cancer teaching and the community. And this is a really unusual building. You know, for you, what are the highlights of, of that facility, you know, as you, as you, see, it, uh, you see its future? Well, that's a great point. And, and that's sort of how we're looking at this, is it's more than just brick and mortar. It's, uh, it's really putting an addition to the cancer program for the health system that's going to enable all of those things that you just pointed out, Jim. So, for example, with respect to cutting-edge research, within that new pavilion, we are building 10 new laboratories for principal investigators. And each of those principal investigators, on average, brings a team of about 10 scientists. So we're talking about over 100 new investigators in brand new state-of-the-art research space. Uh, we're going to be co-locating both inpatient and outpatient activity into that new pavilion, approximately 96 inpatient beds uh, for medical oncology, surgical oncology, radiation oncology patients. All of our outpatient uh, cancer services, infusion services, radiation oncology services, surgical services, both inpatient and outpatient, will be built into that new building. Um, imaging, so patients uh, will sort of have one-stop shop where they can come to the same place, they get their treatment to get their CAT scans, their MRI scans, their PET scans, uh, and the like. And then some uh, patient-focused 
services that have been more challenging for us to deliver uh, without programming a state-of-the-art location. For example, uh, we want our cancer patients, if they have uh, an urgent care need, uh, some side effects of their therapy or dehydration, some of the sequela that you see from cancer therapy, they'll be able to come to the essentially um, uh, an urgy center-like uh, location within the cancer pavilion so they won't have to go to the emergency room uh, to be evaluated um, and get that sort of care. As you mentioned, we're right across the street from RWJ University Hospital, and we'll be connecting by a sky bridge to the legacy CINJ building and RWJ University Hospital. So if patients do need um, the sort of acute care that that hospital provides, whether it's cardiology support or other subspecialties, we'll be just across the street, right over a uh, sky bridge to be able to get to RWJ University Hospital. And so uh, we're also a lot of patient-focused activities. As you know, we've built a nurse navigation program. Those navigators will be integrated into the services that we offer um, in the new pavilion. Uh, there'll be patient amenities, some um, stores uh, on the first floor, uh, patient support activities, yoga, uh, tai chi, uh, um, uh, uh, acupressure, acupuncture, um, all the sorts of uh, a garden too, right? You got a garden. And you got a garden. Yes. So there'll be an internal garden. So on the first floor, when you come in, there'll be uh, greenery, trees, uh, other plant life in a two-story atrium, and then on one of the patient floors, you can exit to a balcony um, that's extended and has a healing garden where. Patients and staff will be able to walk around outside during warmer weather um, and sit uh, among uh, the uh, garden uh, that will be planted up there. There'll also be a, uh, a vegetable garden in another location because we're going to be offering uh, teaching classes on how to best prepare nutritious meals during your cancer uh, treatment. As an, as an outpatient, folks will be able to take these sorts of cooking classes. We're going to try to use uh, natural fresh grown products uh, in that uh, to promote uh, healthy eating and good nutrition uh, as, a, as a way to help tolerate uh, the therapies that folks get uh, during their journey with cancer. But the building is being designed uh, with the patient as the centerpiece. How can we best re relieve some of the stress and anxiety and burden from cancer patients when they're undergoing that, that therapy, that treatment, that journey that they're on and not only provide treatment, but provide care, uh, which I know uh, you have been a tremendous proponent of, uh, is equally important in, in getting cancer patients to the best possible outcome. It's a, and not to contradict uh, my, my co-host, Chris, who said this time we're building a building. Actually, it sounds like you're actually building a program that happens to look like a building. That's right. I think that's a great way of putting it. Um, the, uh, the programming is key and crucial, and we have engaged all of the important stakeholders uh, with respect to that. We've engaged the providers, um, and as you mentioned, you've been involved uh, in going over uh, these plans and giving feedback. Uh, we've involved the support staff that'll be working the building, and most importantly, we've involved a patient focus group uh, that has seen the plans and walked through it with us. Uh, there's a new landing page uh, that one can get from the health system 
page, uh, which has virtual tours of the new building, which sort of take you through these various programmed aspects of the building um, as a virtual uh, video tour uh, to go through it. And so I think uh, a lot of uh, folks uh, with a stake, including the patients in the outcome of this program and project, have had some really important input that have given us important insights into how we design it. I think it's interesting also, and you, you uh, imply this, the extra support and opportunity it will give for the legacy hospital, for RWJUH. I mean, so when you start unloading 90 plus beds, that gives the hospital the opportunity to look at its internal construction. And as you're aware, Steve, as anyone practices here is aware, you know, we have too many two-bedded rooms. So it'll give us the opportunity to start switching back to single-bedded rooms, remaking spaces, et cetera, as well as we uh, have us room to expand our other sort of programs. And then you also talk about unloading the emergency room burden, you know, which is if we're a trauma emergency room, et cetera, it's a key focus for us, et cetera, you know, the unloading that. I mean, it, this complements the entire campus, if you will. So absolutely, Jim, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point. And uh, we've been working incredibly closely with the leadership of RWJ University Hospital. Um, I have had uh, regular meetings uh, with John Gantner. I have regular meetings now with Bill Arnold about how we work hand in glove uh, with the construction of this pavilion. And while the pavilion will serve the entire health system, it'll be the quaternary tertiary care destination cancer hospital for all of our acute facilities. It has this special uh, integrated relationship with RWJ University Hospital as the cancer provider on this campus. And so you're right. Some of those dividends are the ability to move what is currently inpatient cancer care at RWJUH into the new pavilion, freeing up space where we can convert double rooms into single rooms. Once the operating rooms are opened in the pavilion, it will create increased capacity for the ORs at RWJUH in addition to the additional construction that's going on at, at University Hospital for the operating rooms to really expand capability for other service lines that desperately need um, that uh, increased resources uh, to be able to build their programs. And so we're looking at this as, as value added for the campus, uh, the ability for the campus to gain space and maneuverability to enhance other programs beyond the cancer program. And then I, I can't help but put on uh, my wife's political hat, you know, and realize that a lot of what you're talking about is jobs, jobs, jobs. Um, and in a state that really needs jobs, 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 because there's no way we're going to tax our way out of this corner. You know, I mean, it's very exciting to hear you talk about this kind of, you know, these kind of people coming on board. And I suppose education as well. Well, this is a great, great point. And we've been working um, uh, very, very closely uh, with the Middlesex County freeholders um, and with our state uh, representatives uh, on this program and project between the construction of the pavilion and the construction of the new school, there'll be over 2,500 new construction jobs created. And once the construction is completed, at least for the cancer pavilion, 600 new permanent jobs. And these are high tech jobs uh, that will be necessary. And so we've created a partnership uh, with Middlesex County uh, Community College 
um, and some other educational and vocational schools throughout the state to begin now uh, the partnerships to begin training those um, highly trained uh, technical experts that will need in areas such as um, radiology for the imaging that we'll be doing, radiation technology technicians uh, for radiation oncology treatments that we'll give, uh, nurses, uh, nursing assistants, uh, uh, technicians that work throughout uh, the pavilion to essentially support and run the programs that we have for our patients. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to drive uh, these educational programs starting now that are going to support uh, the need for these 600 new permanent positions and to help support uh, the New Brunswick, uh, the Middlesex, and the state's economy uh, as we move forward. Well, it's a really exciting program, Steve. It's a really exciting building and a really exciting uh, future, you know, if you, know, if you will. I, you know, I know that I, everyone here should be incredibly excited by this next step, you know, in, in the journey. And I think it should be said, you know, your leadership in your you know, wisdom in moving us this way over the last few years has been invaluable, you know, and we all you know, greatly appreciate it and uh, excited to move forward with you. Well, thank you, Jim. And I'm just very appreciative for the great team uh, that we have, you included, uh, in, in terms of uh, our oncology team and the great care that we provide patients across the state. I'm grateful to the support of RWJ University Hospital and all of the efforts of the team there, the leadership team, uh, the uh, nurses, the, uh, the staff. They've been instrumental in the, the different uh, meetings we've had in envisioning and programming the pavilion. And then most of all to uh, RWJ Barnabas Health System uh, for the investment of, of, of money, time, and support in really allowing this project uh, to move forward. And so I'm humbled by the opportunity to be a part of it um, and thankful uh, that we're gonna be able to deliver this uh, to the community um, in Middlesex, the health system more broadly across the state, uh, the state of New Jersey and beyond. We really want this to be a destination where folks are coming into New Jersey to get their cancer care. And I think once we've completed this program, uh, that, that's gonna be what we'll see. Well, thank you, Steve, very much. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Thank you, Jim, and thank you, Chris. It's, it was a pleasure to be here. Dr. Steve Labuti, Director of Rutgers CINJ and Senior Vice President for Oncology Services for Robert Wood Johnson Barnabas Health. An incredible, as you said, Dr. Salwitz, program within a building that is being constructed right here on the campus of Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital uh, and an incredible investment in New Brunswick and in cancer care in New Jersey. As always, you can subscribe to Medically Necessary on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We have the playlist on YouTube, and we're always available on the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Medical Staff Portal. For Dr. Jim Salwitz, Sony, thank you for listening. Medically Necessary, brought to you by the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Foundation.